Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about differences. Hi, friends. Happy Friday. Um, I'm so excited. Next week is Thanksgiving. Can you guys believe it? It's so weird how quickly like holiday season approaches every year. I hope you guys are looking forward to the holiday and have some fun plans. Um, today I want to talk to y'all about a common like fear that I often hear, which is um, that my partner and I are so different. Um, and often when this comes up, it's the idea that they need to be so similar or have minimal differences in order for the relationship to be successful. That we need a certain number of similarities or as many as much similar as possible and have very few differences. So, you know, some differences, you know, obviously every relationship's unique, but perhaps maybe you compare um, I'm more extroverted and my partner is more introverted. So they're wanting to be by themselves all the time and I want to socialize more. Um, or our productivity levels, like on the weekend, my partner's more comfortable with relaxing and I feel like I have to be getting stuff done all day. So differences are a natural part of being human, right? If we found a partner that had absolute zero differences from us, <laughs> we would be dating ourselves. Yep, that's right. <laughs> like, literally, there is no other single person on this earth that is going to have no differences from you, with the exception of yourself. <laughs> so, obviously, one... We're probably, if we're looking for a relationship, not wanting to just date yourself. (laughs) And two is I think there definitely would be a whole lot of other problems if we were in a relationship with a clone copy of ourselves. (laughs) Because obviously, listening to this podcast, you struggle with some anxiety, you have some insecurities, and dealing with another version of that (laughs) isn't necessarily going to be easier. (laughs) So... When someone says, like, oh, we're just, we might be too different, what it's hinting at is that maybe there's a certain amount of differences they're allowed to have, and maybe your relationship exceeds that, and therefore you're not compatible, you don't work together. But how do you know if your relationship has the right amount of differences and similarities? Like, who even created this rule in the first place? How do we test your relationship to figure out the threshold of differences and similarities? There is no official way to know how much differences is okay. And yes, I agree. I think there are, it is important to have some similarities as far as certain things that you want to share in common. Um, You know, maybe for you, it's I want to have someone that shares the same faith or I want to have someone who who wants to also get married as I do, right? Or someone who wants kids just like I do, right? So I think there are some core similarities that we for sure need as, you know, we want to have a certain life vision and a partner that matches some of the core parts of that. 
You know, if you have some, if you really, really want to get married and your partner really, really doesn't, that might be a difference that isn't going to line up long term. But I think this is the thing with differences is a lot of times if you're having anxiety and you're worrying about being too different, the core things that are important are probably there. What we're hung up on is the little personality differences and lifestyle things from day-to-day basis that vary with being with another human being. So I think that's one thing that's important to consider as we think about differences is looking at the importance of the difference. So again, like if you want to get married and your partner doesn't, I would weight that difference much more heavily than extroverted and introverted. (laughs) But the crazy thing is, a lot of times when we're looking at more these small personality differences, is that often those very differences are the things that actually drew us to one another in the first place. Yep, that's right. Some of the differences in your relationship that you now worry about being problematic (laughs) are actually part of what attracted you to your partner in the first place. So, for example, I can even say like in my own relationship, one of the things I worried about so much was like, I just love to talk. I love talking so much. And my partner does not have the same level of need for communication all the time. Like, he'll talk with me, but it's not the same level of I want to talk all the time, like me. And that's something I would very much get focused on and have anxiety about of like, oh, we're different in this way. Like, I, I just want to talk more than he does. But when we were dating initially, it actually really was something that I appreciated because I had this space where I could talk and share my thoughts and he was so attentively listening. And I remember going on dates with other guys that were much more chatty and kind of just feeling like they don't really care what I have to say. <laughs> they just want to talk and talk. And I didn't like that. I, I loved that he was willing to listen to me. And when he shared something, it was very thoughtful and intentional. And he really wanted to hear what I had to say. So that was a difference between us that attracted me to him initially. And then down the road, my brain was like, wait, no, 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 this is a problem. We should both be talking a lot. (laughs) So first, I think it's important to recognize that of the differences that you're so hung up on right now really likely might be part of what attracted you to them in the first place. The other thing is, I think often we don't see differences in the beginning of a relationship. Some of them, either we're attracted to them or we overlook others. Um, So this is actually a bias that we have as humans called false consensus bias. And this is like our tendency, not just in relationships with, you know, romantically, but, but with any person as we maybe have someone that we like or just someone that we know, we've gotten to know, 
like on a very, very basic level. And we might know we have a few similarities, like we know we um, go to the same school or we work at the same company and we've talked to them a few times and we enjoy them. Our tendency is to assume this person is very similar to us. So we might assume they share the same political opinion as us or a similar religious ideology. Just based on a few basic similarities we've noticed, we naturally assume that about this person we know. So for example, one of my coaches, um, you know, a lot of people really like her and she will, she said she's had so many people reach out to her, listening to her stuff, her content, and just basically um, assuming that she has the same political affiliation she, they, the, as they do, or that she must be the same religion as them. Because they like her, and so they start like just assuming all these other things are similar. Which really, like, she shares nothing about religion or politics. You have no idea where she stands on any of these subjects. But we as humans just have a tendency to assume similarities within one another. And naturally, as we get to know each other on a deeper level, we see the differences more. So I think that's also a big thing with as we're building a relationship, becoming closer to one another. Yes, there were differences that attracted us to them. And there were differences we probably overlooked just because our brain was initially in the beginning of a dating relationship, just assuming we were similar on some things. Now, this is not a problem because differences are essential in a relationship. If we had no differences whatsoever, again, we would be dating ourselves, which would be very, very boring and obviously have its own challenges. Having someone else brings to the table different experiences, different perspective, and that enhances our life experience. Like we often, um, you know, a big push in a lot of corporations and universities is to have more diversity and more inclusion because bringing together different people from different backgrounds is able to bring new perspective. It's able to enhance the learning experience, the work experience. We can get more done than if everyone thinks exactly the same. And I think the exact same thing goes in a relationship. Having someone that looks at the world differently than you, that approaches it differently than you, allows you to come together as a team, bringing different skills to the table. So for example, being in a relationship with someone that's more introverted than you can maybe help remind you to create more space to be alone, to have some quiet time where maybe we're so used to needing to fill it all the time with other people and things, seeing how our partner lives can be a good reminder to slow down sometimes. Or vice versa, having someone that's more extroverted might help bring you out of your shell. Or like one thing I've seen in my relationship, I think I tend to be a lot more of an open person and my husband tends to be a little bit more private 
Like he, he doesn't want to share lots of details of his life with lots of different people. Whereas here I am with the podcast, right? I'm obviously a very open person. Um, but I think that actually that is a difference that, you know, I did worry about that now I've seen and in many ways how much it's complemented each other. That maybe in the beginning of our relationship, I was probably a little too open. I probably shared a little too much, <laughs> to be honest, and have learned to be able to have more of a space for myself and my relationship and knowing like what to kind of hold for myself and doesn't necessarily need to be public knowledge. And I think also that as we've been together, he has become a little more open in what he shares with other people and how he connects with them. And I've seen that, that how we, we've been able to almost balance each other in that difference. But ultimately, we can look at a difference and see it as a weakness and a problem. Or we can look at it as a strength. And same goes for similarities. You know, maybe both you and your partner are introverts and you heard this and you're like, crap, I have to be with an extrovert. (laughs) No, this is about perspective. This is about how we are choosing to look at things. Our differences can be a ravine that separates us. As we see, like some people do use their differences as evidence for why their relationship isn't going to work. Or they can be the bridge that connects us and helps draw us closer together. It all just depends on how you choose to look at it. So next time you find yourself getting hung up on a difference or something you think you guys are just too different on is is question yourself on it of how actually could this be serving us in our relationship to be different here and what if we aren't as different here as i thought what if there actually are some similarities because even us just look looking and focusing on differences is because that's what our brain has been focused on. And when you slow it down, you actually might find a lot of things you share. And you might learn that the differences aren't really such a bad thing. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.